0: You have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your hosts of Glory Rising.
1: And good evening. Welcome back. We're so glad that you joined us again tonight. This is Loretta, host of Glory Rising Radio, and I'm joined tonight by Cindy and Andre Russell, Hello, our Hello. good friends, and my best friend. My pastor and my husband, Roger, he's here tonight as well. So, if you would like to give us a call tonight, the phone number is 214-431-5032. We would love to have your input. I'm also on Facebook Live, so send me a comment and I will get that. And tonight's topic... I think it's going to be a really good one. So what is it? Tonight's topic, since you've become a Christian, what changes have you noticed in your life? Okay. And let's start it off with you, Roger.
2: Right. Yeah, what what changes have you noticed in your life since you gave your life to the Lord? We're so busy... uh, trying to find all the wrong things that we that we're still doing where we failed to do so on and so forth we're quick to point out the flaws but what are some of the good things what what does god start doing in your life you need to take account of those things you know and so i know andre's been uh doing some studying on, on on part of this and so i'm gonna go ahead and what do you got andre
3: well, um, first thing is that, as he said, we'd be so busy trying to see what we not doing, what we used to do, what we're doing right or wrong. And it's so simple, the things that we turn away from. But some things we haven't turned away from, well, speak of me, that I keep finding myself in that same area. And like he said, if Jesus in you, why you keep going back to that? Is it, and it's not like Jesus said, well, because he make up his mind. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> on that note, I had to start. I mean, Roger brought up, a, when he asked me that, I couldn't ask him right off. What changes did you notice? We so bogged up in what the world sees us, and what the world is because as Christians, we're not doing the true fact of what it is to be a Christian. We halfway take it. And we, well, I was halfway. Well, except the Lord, your Lord, and Savior, and everything. But I still was lying, still was doing, running in the streets, doing the things, but I was supposed to be saved. You know, so, mm-hmm.
2: it did. Okay, what about you, Cindy?
4: Okay, I'm gonna go to a couple things that we looked up and read about tonight. And it's, as a Christian, you examine yourself, but like you said, Roger, sometimes we, we're more critical it's a critic of our own selves than we should be. And a couple of the things like in a uh, Corinthians, uh oh <laughs> no two, thirteen verse uh verses Is that
2: thirteen.
4: Corinthians or second Corinthians. Uh, second Corinthians. Okay. I said Corinthians too, so I'm sorry. Okay. okay it says to examine yourselves. It says <clears throat> examine yourselves. You know, that means check your own self out. Especially uh, it goes back to the in your eye the log in your eye when you try to judge people you need to s- examine your own self i believe in your with your whether you be in faith prove yourself to your own selves and then there's another one um uh, layman's three and uh, layman's three verse 40 let's test and examine our way Lemutation. and lift our Lemutation. hands up to god Lemutation. And that's what we all should be doing all the time is lifting our hands to God as we examine ourselves and ask God to help change us and help us to go in the direction that the Lord wants us to go into.
3: I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you ask? Since you came to God, turn your life over. What changed?
4: Well, it's a lot of change. That I know a lot of difference between right and wrong and to uh to, to try to do things for the glory of God and to help anyone out that needs help anytime because that's what God is about loving and being good to each other but I, I also realized that a pastor said I heard him talking about praying and he says you don't have to be on your knees to pray you don't have to be in a church to pray but you pray because you want to pray you want to talk to God and not because out of obligation or routine or because you're supposed to do it. Do it because you wanna do it and you wanna to talk to God. We wanna know more about God. We wanna we want we want him to be in our lives all the time. And the main thing I can say, like the song says, When there ain't no way, he'll make a way.
2: Okay. <clears throat> so you know this is the question's a multifaceted question in that, you know, God woke me up at one o'clock in the morning and says, This is what we're gonna talk about and that was two days ago. And it's like, okay, so what are we trying to get across here? And but how many times it, you know we got it talks we says a lot about our examining ourselves, you know, it's like what what have we noticed? But then what have other people noticed in us? Okay? You know, what's it, easier to say, okay, this is what I noticed in your lives, then and, and I look at myself like I'm not even close to them. And so I downgrade myself, I make myself you know feel you know well, Satan actually is the one doing it. it, makes us feel like we're not adequate. Okay. And we've got to realize that when God makes a change, you know, if you know the word of God says that um when we come to, uh, come to him, he makes us clean. He makes us whole.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay? He makes us where you know, uh, old things pass away, all things become new. So if we're not seeing any newness in our life, you know, in other words, well, I went up because the pastor said you need to come up here and, and say, God, forgive me all my sins, and then, okay, I'm good to go. Well, that's not it. That you know, We need to see the evidence thereof. There should be some evidence that God has done something in your life. I'm not saying completely transform you into God himself, but there should be changes in your life. If we don't see any change in our life, we're still doing the same old things. Was that really a true confession of faith?
3: Uh-uh. Roger, uh, uh want to those that are listening. He's not saying, I mean, he's not saying that you didn't accept God at that time. And because you notice some things, God is not with you. Because he said, you're going to make mistakes. But if you keep seeing you doing the things that you want him to deliver you from, you know, as he said, I mean, somebody, cause it was asked to me, so, you think God's not with you? I said, no, I what he's saying? I so he was sharing this with someone. But what have you done differently to say that people could say,
2: He's changed man. God, God really changed them. Well, there should be evidence. Evidence, right. Okay? If somebody says, I gave my life to the Lord, and they live like the devil, <laughs> are they telling me the truth? Nope. Well, then you're telling me that it wasn't a real experience. Hmm. Okay? The thing is, is if, if when we come to the Lord, if it, ha- if it doesn't come from a broken and contrite spirit, in other words, we've got to be broken inside that, you know, we, we understand how much we've sinned against God, these kind of things, and a spirit willing to just give it all up, okay? I mean, some people, yeah, they do that at that point. They start to change. But then if you go and look at the parable of the sower and the seed, Okay, its things start to grow, and it dies. Okay, it starts. You know, some of it it was cast by the wayside, and the birds came in ate it before it even could take plant, take root. Some was some seed was thrown on a pathway. Some was thrown on rocky ground. Okay, hmm. those and it says these people. On a rocky ground, is they let the things of this world overtake, overpower the word of God in their life, and it died. It grew for a little bit and withered away. So, are they still there? No, that plant's no longer there. Need to be another seed needs to be sown into that ground that ground's not producing anything. The ground has to change, okay? Because God's word can't get in there. If you put it on the pathway. It's trampled by the cares of the world so we see that there's different things going on that <coughs> you know there should be evidence in our lives of a change okay and but if if you go there and you hit you're not changing it, you know there's God's not making any changes in your life well then that's an evidence okay it talks about we should be You know, looking. We should look for the fruit in people. So we can't just take everybody, well, when I was ten years old, I gave my life to the Lord. When you were ten years old you said a prayer, but did you really give your life to the Lord? Okay. But everybody says, Well, the pastor said I did. Well, what does what does the fruit show? What about the fruit in your life? There should be some evidence of budding fruit. True. So we need to take a look. If I walk up to a pear tree, okay, and there's no fruit on it, what good is it? It needs to be chopped down and destroyed. Like Jesus did with the fig tree. He came back and he said, okay, don't bear fruit anymore. And it died. But there's, and people give up you know, and say, oh, I'm not serving God anymore. Well, you got to repent, come back and re- regain your status. Okay, If you don't repent of your sins, you can't be forgiven of your sins. Now, some people out there, no, no, I don't agree with you. Once saved, always saved, there. You know, you can't take salvation away. Said, no man can steal it from me. Yeah, you're right, no man can, but I can give it up.
3: And what you're saying is true because speaking of me, myself. Oh, yes, I accept God in my life I'm an old man I'm happy and everything. day later something happened I'm back cussing yeah. I'm back doing the things that I said he delivered me from what well, two things you're doing now now you're showing someone that's don't know Christ trying to, well I don't want to serve that God. He was happy Sunday, and then he's cussing on Monday, and then he said he's not going back here. and then he's i mean it's not hard, but we make it hard. We put con- conditions on the way we should walk with
2: christ way the way we're taught is to just say a prayer and you're good for the rest of your life
3: yeah you know you're good you're going
2: to, okay you're good going to heaven just say one prayer you go live any way you want and
3: some churches will lead it
2: okay it's like it's not true but it, it's the same thing as you're telling somebody when you go well, just say, God, forgive me all your sins, and you're going to heaven. No. <laughs> I, anybody can say, forgive me all my sins, but it's got to be from the heart.
4: You have to dig down deep inside and come out.
2: It, it, it's got to be a, a heartfelt love connection you have there with God. Okay. But sometimes, you know, we, we see things. I mean, we, we go from this aspect to, okay, well, things start to grow. Okay, all of a sudden things start going and then all of a sudden an incident happens where I throw this away. I don't want to serve God no more. Well, it's the same, okay, you need to repent. Any sin in our life is going to hold us back from the presence of God because God can't dwell in the presence of sin. Okay? And if He's going to live in here as He showed me once Many years ago, and I said, you know, I asked, you know, this guy I was with. He was saying, well, you know, you know, God is a, you know, a loving God. So, you know, He lives in my heart. And I say, He lives in a cesspool, because everything you're doing is everything. I mean, you you usually use His name in vain. You do everything, you curse, you you. I mean, you're doing everything <coughs> opposite of what God tells you, and you say He lives in your heart. If he lived in your heart, it would be coming out in your actions. And God says, yeah, I don't, I don't live in a sewer. It also goes back to the Scripture that says that a, a spirit got cast out of a man and, got, it says, and it was cleaned out and it was empty. So that spirit came back again, found it was empty, and went out and got seven worse than him and came and moved back in. If we don't keep, you know, say we offer and cup and Jesus starts to work in us and then we shun him out, the evil spirits get to come back in. And he was seven times worse than what he was before. So, I mean, the, there's a lot of things here that, that they're, they're trying to make it where everybody's going to heaven one way, shape, or form. Just... Yo, know, it doesn't matter. Go continue living that, you know, life. Live with that woman, live with that man,
3: you know. And I hear you do say, God forgive me. It's like, God forgive me all my right. sins.
2: I don't have to say anything more. Yes, you do. The scripture says we must confess our sins. Not
3: say it. We
2: confess. And turn away from our sins. Not live in sin. But what have we seen in our in our lives? Is there times that we came and we turned our back on God and had to come back to him? Most people's lives, yeah. Some people's lives, never. Okay, because they stuck with it and continued working. Just something, sir.
1: No, I just. Okay. Finally, got set up and <laughs> okay. okay. joined the conversation.
2: <laughs> so I mean, but, and then you know, this this takes it where we, uh, we have to sit back and say what the things we were taught is it true. Let's take a look at our lives. Evidence is in the fruit. Test the fruit and know if it's true, okay? We need to be fruit fruit judges, okay? Fruit inspectors. So we must inspect the fruit. When somebody comes up and says they're a Christian, I'm gonna inspect their fruit. Okay, I'm an orange tree. Well, how come you're bearing apples? <laughs> it's not following. It's not true. <laughs> okay
3: he don't know he's the apple tree but he's gonna say he's always <laughs> yeah
2: the people say why well, i belong to jesus well you don't belong to jesus you belong to that spirit of lust or that spirit of this okay but it's not god you know god made it easy for us but he wants us to come to us with a broken and contrite spirit which says i'm willing to yield to you and give up all this i must confess my sins repent of my sins which means a fully action of turning away, then God is willing to forgive us our sins.
3: Because me and Cindy for 23 years lived together, did everything, and the first time I go, they said, oh, man, that man's a man of God and all that. Well, who's it? Oh, no, oh that's my forgetful girlfriend. And uh, we just, we're going to get married right there. People who truly follow Christ turn away this man portraying that's what thank you Lord we a lot of Christians portray well, to been, be something yeah. that they know in their hearts they're not really dedicated to But the, when she tells people now Cindy tells people now they say how long y'all been together four years married but we've been together 31 years they say huh
4: you know but she I don't want to tell you what he says. he says he wanted to make sure it was going to work <laughs> But the point I'm making is, I, it
3: took my grandmother and a true friend. And he came to me, man. You got to step out. don't tell nobody you're a deacon, of this congregation, or just when y'all get it right, we'll get it right. But you can still be a part of the congregation. But I'm not gonna lie and don't lie, because when I'm oh I'm the deacon, I'm the I'm the pastor's assistant. No, you're not. And if I wasn't with her, as he said, y'all were living in poor, come on. My grandmother, Yeah, come on. Some people, and I got the one look don't want to give up that.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's The comfort. Yeah. Well, it, it's a lot of things that, you know, trying to share with, with, with all you listeners, it's like we have been lied to so many times mm-hmm. and had the word of God twisted so many times to us that we don't even know what the truth is. Until we go back and read it, we can read this verse, this verse, and ver- this verse, and say, "Okay, I come up with this." But does the whole Bible say that? Huh. From Genesis to Revelation, should confirm everything that that one verse says. If it says that you don't have to, you know, you know, that you can go sin, you can go and keep sinning. It's okay because God forgave it from one prayer. Then we'd have a one-verse Bible. Because there wouldn't be any need for trying to live right.
3: And everybody living in one accord.
2: Yeah. And so it's not that. We've got some instructions to say, hey, you know, am I really sincerely following the Lord or am I following what I was taught in a religious background? Am I being like the Pharisees and taking God's word and manipulating it to what I want? Or am I truly a follower of Christ? Where what that says is law. Okay, I give up anything He wants. You know, we surrender. There's times in the flesh we're going to want to do things wrong, and the Holy Spirit is going to bring us back around. Mm-hmm. But you know, if your attitude is I can live any way I want, you can't tell me any different. You can't tell me I'm not saved. I said, well, I can say you were saved. The word saved means to be rescued. But if I rescue you from drowning, and you go back out in the water. say no, I can you never, can't I'm not, swim. And you know you can't swim. And you're going to go back out in the water and say, see, I've been saved from drowning, so I can go out on the water.
3: You'll and, and you go out there
2: and you need saved again because you're drowning because you don't, so don't know how to swim. Hmm. You need saved again. You, so when we sin, we need to repent to get rescued from the sin. Now, born again is another question here. Everybody says, well, I'm saved. Well, we've all been saved. Yeah, Yeah. We're alive, yeah. so we've been saved from something somewhere along the line. Okay, God rescues us just out of the pure love of his heart, even though we're still in sin. God says, I, I make the rain to fall, the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. There's times he does things for the unjust, I mean, he made a, you, you can go read it in the scriptures, he, he made a, a foreign king take over Israel because they needed to be punished for their, the way they're living. And he blessed that king. God blessed that wicked king. Okay. So God can take and do what, you know, if, if he needs to set us straight, then he's going to use whatever forces are around to set us straight. But we gotta get you gotta get your terminology straight between what means saved and what means born again. Well, I was saved. Yes, we are all saved. Doesn't mean you're going to heaven. It just means you were saved.
3: What are the things saved, sanctified? Filled
2: with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> People don't even know what the word sanctified means. Okay. Anyway, sorry.
1: We've got some conversation going on on the side here, uh, Rochelle Owens good friend of ours Uh, just kind of reading down through her comments that's right we must uh, study for ourselves most often we follow other people instead of God and we mirror we worry more about what other people think of us than what God thinks of us and ourselves struggling through life Through life's
2: journey.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't bring my other glasses, so it's hard for me to read this.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, Rochelle, for sending us those so that we could share that as well. Um, So, I mean, we're looking at a lot of things here that we base our worth Mm -hmm. based on other people's opinion of us, not God's opinion of us. Okay? If we do what's right according to the Scriptures... God tells us we're fine But I fell down Did you get back up? Yeah Okay you're fine <laughs> <Do yourself well. laughs> Think about it When you have your little children They stand up And it's like all of a sudden They're standing up And holding to the furniture It's like alright And they fall down Do You say You're not my child no more Because you fell down <laughs> No you go over and pick them up You scared them You comfort them And, and, them. and let them try again and that's how they learn to walk. Okay, we're gonna to learn to walk in Christ by getting up and falling down. But the point is, God's always there encouraging them, Come on, get back up. Let's let's go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get you there. And then we we t- we take and we'll take the child and you want to teach them to walk. So you, you have them grab hold your fingers, and you you walk with them and kind of move their feet, so they get the idea of how it works. We'll go. Yeah. Okay. And God's doing that with us, but then people around say, why don't you just leave the child alone, No they'll learn to do it by themselves. Yes, we've been there, that, done that.
4: My dad taught my little baby sister how to walk, and she put a clothes bin on the back of her clothes, and she thought somebody had a hold of her, and she took off walking. <laughs>
2: I see yeah. that, too. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things there. If they, If the child feels secure, they're willing to take more risk because they know somebody's there. To get them out of the trouble that they get in. Why aren't we going out and stepping out in Christ, doing whatever we need to do? You know, speaking blessings over people, casting out demons, healing the sick, according to what He said. and Stepping out, doing these things, because God says you have the power, and I'm right here holding you up.
3: And we don't do it amongst our friends and family.
2: Yeah. You we know? don't. I mean, we're just we're afraid of their opinions.
3: Why? If God said we got the same power, but when it comes to our family and friends, we pick and choose on how we're gonna approach them. We pick and choose how I'ma act, act in front of them because it's not like we're ashamed of God, but we don't wanna. I don't wanna start nothing. Well, he's a Jehovah Witness. Well, he's none. We more concerned about their feelings about God Himself. Right.
2: See, we're we're worried. Uh, we got empathy. For the people. But not for God. But we don't have the conviction with God. Oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So then God, then. you know, uh, you know. let's do it a different way. No. He's the
3: father of the church. Respect him. How well, can you respect a man and you don't believe in what he's saying? But give him mm-hmm. respect. But this his word is true. We don't do that for him.
2: And so, I mean, there's a lot of things here that, you know, we're, we're hitting uh, some topics here. But going back to what's originally said, it's like, what have we noticed that has changed in our, lives. in our lives?
1: And we can tell people through our testimony, which is, we're going to our first break. Our first song is Testify by Social Club Misfits. And we will be right back.
5: Was
0: falling apart when heaven rescued me Recovered my heart, I want the world to see I can testify Testify From the comforts of my home to a jail cell They try to break me down, but their plan fails I remember like yesterday, still clear as day When I felt I had my whole future stripped away Should've known better. I through the lanes, I was looking for the better me Feeding my desires, ignoring my royal pedigree Bloodline from the heavens, still slept in the penitentiary But I was meant for more So when you say the words, I've written touch you, it's the Lord The pressure that I felt on me, don't feel it anymore You sent me healing from above, there's nothing realer than your love I was falling apart when heaven rescued me But covered my heart, I want the
5: world to see I can testify Same day delivery for some of my prayers I close my eyes when my stress and anxiety flare If it comes up like stairs I know right on time my God will be there So many blessings coming down I don't know if it's real We not scared I just feel like we should've be here But I'm prepared I got nothing to fear This is God's plan Young man and not a career This a call in. I'm all in I'm done stalling I'm done waiting for a better time to tell my story I know there's power in the name of me who I am, and even though I'm far from perfect I never stop this plan
2: I was falling apart when heaven rescued me, recovered
5: my heart, I want the world to see Sing an amazing grace This is my time to testify I'ma testify
1: And welcome back. That was testified by social club Misfits, and we've had Roger kind of hogging the mic this evening mm-hmm. and <laughs> i'm g- I'm gonna get my two cents worth <laughs> in That's so, it. because when we started with this, what changes have you noticed since you've given your life to the Lord with your relationship with god and I got to thinking, and it's like, you know, as a young child, young teenager, I gave my life to the Lord. Can I tell you exactly when? No. But I know I did because I was serving God through my high school years. And after Roger and I got married, I kind of walked away from God. Nobody took me away from him. I walked away from him because the lure of the world seemed so intriguing. But through all of this, God kept me away from the drugs, away from the alcohol, away from the smoking, away from all the bad things that are out there. And I've noticed that after Roger had gone to... um. Belgium mm-hmm. for a year, came back, and I started living for God again. And that was 30-plus years ago.
3: Telling the age. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I can't lie about it because we went to Germany before Christina was born, and she's 35 now. So, <laughs> you know, got to be honest here. It's It's transparency time. But since I've come back to the Lord and decided I was going to serve Him with everything I have, I could see changes in my life. I could see more compassion for my children, a desire to train them in the way they needed to go. These were all things I had done. But then, probably just before the start of COVID, I'd have to say, it's not that I didn't want to be part of God's family but I just wasn't serving him quite as much That's I got
3: been honest
1: I got lazy let's put it that way I just flat out got lazy and so here I've come back and since we've been doing this program God's been dealing with me walk your talk yeah, you, and, back with that. <laughs> and so I've noticed that he's given me the strength to do what I say I'm gonna do he's giving me the desire to do more he's given me a boldness to speak up yeah, I noticed that. so when you're truly serving God he's gonna make the necessary changes that you need, no matter what your background is. You could have given your life to the Lord as a five-year-old child and never done anything wrong. You could have been the worst, most hardened criminal there is in the world, and finally say, I wanna serve you, God, and become the most blessed and excited person there is.
3: Not being funny, but saying funny. Half the people that are praying, with big, if you check their background, the one pretty.
2: God, God pretty. saves those that need saving. If uh, you know, he's, you know if, if everybody was perfect, you know, then everybody's background would be all flowers and you know <laughs> cupcakes, rainbows, uh, you know, all kinds of things. But He takes the unlovely and makes them lovely. You know, He He transforms us. You know, if. If we were all the perfect little people, God wouldn't have had to come and die on the cross.
4: That's why Jesus came was for the sinners.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came for the sick. You know, you, you don't he came for heart. us
4: all, but he came really hard for the sinners because yeah. we needed him most. And That's because even- we were
2: all sinners. We were all lost in sin. Yes, so there was none righteous. No, not one. So God had to make a way to rescue the world.
4: And
1: you can look through Scripture at the times that He used the unlovely. Yeah, you know, look at Rahab. She was a harlot, and God, look at how He used
3: her—Mary Magdalene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so don't be proud of the sin, but Amen. be proud of but be proud of overcoming the sin. Yeah. The sin. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah so. You know, there's, to say, hey, you know, we we right now in churches, the churches are for the perfect, not for the the lost. Wow, so, and you 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 is right. Well, I don't go to that church because that person does this and that person. Well, I'm looking for a perfect church. Well, you'll be a perfect church of one, because your perfection and what you consider perfect is what you want. That's God made a hospital for sinners, and that's the church that's a church building where we gather together nobody in there is going to say hey you know i got it all together they don't have it all together but why you know but we want to judge somebody else you know they want to make god for the perfect or make the church building for the perfect as long as you Wear your suits or wear your dresses or wear your hats or where you do these things, and make yourself look good for me to make this church look good for us, you know, then you're okay, even though your sins are great, Thank you know, you. and it's like but then if somebody else walks in, oh, well, you don't meet our standards, so you're 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 just no good, you know you can't come in here, you
3: know it's something that I would in the way you was talking. We had a conversation earlier today, Cindy was sitting there, and uh, and you were a can of worms today too, all y'all, three of y'all, ask somebody that's what they see in you, because they know it's a change, you want to get a true opinion, ask somebody going to tell you the truth, that's like my wife, my two friends, we asked each other, from A to F, what would you grade yourself, and I was really shocked on the answers I got from all three of y'all. Nobody was up here. But then they said, well, well, what do you see in me? Or what I see in you? You put them up there, but you couldn't put yourself up there. Mm -hmm. And you said, you're right. We look at, we're more harsh on us. Mm -hmm. Instead of me telling you the truth, well, I better make him, he might be a D, but I'm going to tell him he's a C. He might be a C, he might be a B, but I'm going to tell him he's an A. Because I don't want to what? Hurt his feelings. Well, he's a pastor. Well, this is my wife. I don't want her to... But, God, where's the truth at?
2: You know, <laughs> look at the type of people God selected in the Bible to do great things. Take David. What was he before God got a hold of him? Shepherd. The youngest of 11. We had a, a little shepherd boy. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> And who did God pick? Him. The least likely to be noticed. The least likely to be picked. Okay. Because God isn't all about, okay, you've made yourself this, so I need you. God says, I see what's in him, and I know what he can be. And that's why God raised him up as a great king, and where God called David his friend with all he did wrong he killed a man for his wife okay he done a lot of wrong things in his walk but god still called him his friend okay Okay. so yeah
1: i'm gonna read some more of our comments that we've gotten it says good word pastor if we never get up we can never fall down it's strength training okay i like that yeah i like that if we keep going in Christ, our persistence and example will lead others to Christ. And only what we do for Christ will
2: last. And that's from? Rochelle. From Rochelle as well? Okay. Thank you, So Rochelle.
3: glad you out there listening. Okay.
2: But it's true. I mean, she she said a lot of things right on the head. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, we keep thinking of what other people tell us that we should be. You know, well, you know, but we can look at people i mean i went went into the doctor's office today for those of you who didn't know I was in the hospital all weekend. I had uh afib where my heart valves are not working properly, and so uh, I was in the hospital for the weekend. You know I'm good right now, no surgeries praise god and but I went to the doctor and so I started talking to her, and she goes. Are you a pastor or something? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah I am. He says, I know. I could just tell it. I could see it in you. Hmm. Yes. Okay. If they can, you know, we should be able to see God in, in people we're okay. around. Right. If we have a spirit, we have all have the same Holy Spirit, so we should be able to tell one another. Okay. Well, what if they're doing wrong? All of a sudden, you're, you're seeing this guy, and he's out there, you know, getting drunk. Well, is he is he still one of yours, God? Yes, he is. But he's, he's but he's fell down. Yeah. yeah What's our down. job, then? To pick him, pick him up. No, to cast him out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> tell him he's never allowed, him, God doesn't love him anymore.
3: It's the world way.
2: <laughs> That's the way it's done today. hmm but the way it goes according to scripture is we're to go and lift this brother up and restore him back.
3: Well, I like what you said about when they seen you going to a club. You can just imagine what they they don't know you knew why God told you going there. But if they seen all four of us leave her and we go to a place where they're playing jazz and everything, but but won't say something. But when the world sees us, man, I just seen Pastor Roger and his wife and I'm gonna a club. First, they're going to blame me because they know how I used to live. No, I'm just being real. And, oh man, Pastor, why did Andre Why did Andre take you out to that club? Uh, I took him.
2: What? But that's what he used to do. Just example of what he used to do. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of things here that we're trying to distill the myth, you know, We think that according to the way we're taught today by society, when people come to know the Lord, they go by what they were taught while they were in the world of how a church works. So they go in expecting a chandelier, a choir, (laughs) an organ, a piano, a sermon. And, you know, they expect this. And you have to be dressed up.
3: And I'm laughing because... I forgot what church there was. Somebody came and visit us. And I was were looking all up. There's no chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> so, the right way to chandelier. <laughs> got a two-inch chandelier yeah, yeah. And, and hung it up.
4: <laughs> it was a pulpit.
2: Christmas tree ornament.
3: But it was yeah. so funny. We got everybody. She said, I got a chandelier. We all
4: were <laughs> Right over the pulpit. <laughs> So, no, it was I mean, as you walked in the door. as you walked in the door. <laughs> oh,
2: no, when you walked but, in the door, I was sorry. sorry. <laughs> but I mean, all these things here, but <coughs> if people need retrained, when they come to know Christ, they need to start learning the biblical way. Not what they were taught out here, what it's be. Not their
1: perception of what a Christian should be.
2: Because their perception is what i got to do. God's perception is, let him Don't do it you just allow me to make the changes out here it's all about what I do pleases God so he gives me blessings well God if I, if I come and be part of the prayer, prayer team then, uh, uh, then he'll bless you with a new car <laughs> God's not going to bless you with a new car unless you need it but Satan will bless you with a new car to build your ego and, because, and to build your self worth look how good I am pat myself on the back. It's right
4: there. Yeah, I did have one more. Let's see, which one is it?
2: So, what you got, Cindy?
4: It says, uh, it's, um, this is Corinthians yeah. one eleven 11, uh, verse 28. It said, Let man examine himself and eat the bread and drink of that cup. So, what it's saying is, like, when you go, you know, to take communion, it's telling you to examine yourself first. Get yourself right inside and look where you're going before you actually do that. That's what you're supposed to be doing when you're taking communion is is asking God for forgiveness and renewing yourself, kind of.
2: Mm-hmm. You know that's that's don't not what
3: I'm saying? I'm going to tell you in the car.
2: That's not communion.
3: This is talking about bread of life and what we do Oh, is here.
4: that what it's talking about? I, was, I thought it meant when you when you was going to take communion.
2: To they, you examine
4: know. yourself before you right. took the bread and drink of the cup.
2: Right. They they use it for communion, and that that's fine. But There's what is communion? Why, how, why did God? Why did Jesus establish communion? To
4: let you know this was a time that He set apart for Him. Nope. Okay, tell me what communion
2: what it is to you. Okay, no, what communion mm-hmm. is? According to the Jewish tradition, it wasn't called communion at that particular time, but you had the bread, the bread and, and the wine were set there. Uh, they had the breaking of the bread, and there was two cups on the table, that the head person had. There was a cup for the Messiah and another cup, and so it was. It's a symbol. Of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ now that 's what we use it for back then it was a way of the, of the, the coming of the Messiah that you know that he was going to be broken and so on and so forth. so I mean, what you need to do is you know to get, go back and study out communion and put away all these different traditions that are out there, mm-hmm. shut them off from your brain, and only take what the scripture has to say about it. It has nothing to do with forgiveness.
3: And, and instead of me arguing with her telling she was wrong, when she asked me, I said, in the, coming up her, she was right. I said, yeah, what do we get? That? I said, but that's a different kind of bread wow. and drink. I said, because
6: here wow. is. But
2: he was talking, you know, he was talking about, the, he said, I now establish this, that I'm um, the broken, you know, I mm-hmm. break this bread, and yeah, at the is, last supper.
4: Is my body and.
2: Yeah, but it had nothing to do with forgiveness of sins. And it's, it's, it's a representation, it's re- not to ever forget that Jesus' body was broken and His blood was shed for you. That's all.
1: It's a remembrance and
2: remembrance. Yeah, and yeah. that's what a lot of Jewish traditions uh, what, what they had to, every time was traditions <coughs> to help you remember about things of God. You know, all the different holidays were, were traditions, or that are not traditions, but they were stories that were told how to help people remember about the things of God aspects of God
4: especially if we can
2: and so. prob-
1: probably one of the most enlightening teachings that we've ever had was from a rabbi
6: mm-hmm.
1: and he came to our church and did Passover with us and the unleavened bread you know what we use in communion are these tiny little crackers, which they're fine. But he says, no, they would pass the bread around, and the head of the family would take and break off a large chunk of that bread. They'd pass but, it around. And it was to cover their family. And it was just, it was amazing. And the two cups one was for Elijah. And at that time, some, you know, during Passover, somebody would go and knock on the door and the children would want, you know, is that Elijah? Because he foretold. I mean, it was just, it was an amazing teaching. And I hope I didn't get that too terribly mixed up because that was, oh, many, many, years, many, yeah. many, many years ago. But, I feel I mean, like it was
2: there, centuries so ago. So there's, there's a lot of things that are out there. But we, we broke it down into different types of things now and you know I used to as long to as long as, as you do this in remembrance of him, that's all that matters. That's what it's about being in remembrance it's, it's not about going in and eating and drinking.
3: Well some people I'm one of them <laughs> used to be scared. I'm i be honest, I wouldn't take it. And yeah, I had I asked the pastor ask me, uh, why you didn't in the communion? I said, because my heart's not right. Well, if you'd have drunk and ate it, your heart would have got right. I said, but as you just said, go before God, you know. And when they handed it to me, I felt seriously guilty if I took it. But as I took it down, I wasn't guilty, and God blessed me because I was being honest. Mm-hmm. And offended some people. A lot of people in church got offended. The elders up there. But I looked around; it was more people behind me. They didn't take it because yeah. they okay. heard what I said to the. Let's say, you the weren't cousin, ready. You I have to examine ready. yourself. Yes, yeah, that's, that's you what I see. did when he said, "Examine yourself." This lady didn't take this guy, and he said that I brought the devil in the church. I mean, he called me out.
2: Right. And these are just some traditions that some denominations do, okay? Uh, but you know, it's, it says that if you eat and drink unworthily. That's what, that's okay. Now, unworthily means that you're not eating and drinking it in remembrance of Christ. Mm. Not whether you have sin or not. But you're doing this, and if you're just saying, well, I'm hungry, I want to eat this, and I'm thirsty. <laughs> then that's condemnation to you. Because that's not what it was there for. It was there to remember Christ and his body being broken and his blood shed.
3: What would you just say if
2: I examining yourself? Yeah. That's what I did. And so... You know, sometimes it's like I haven't taken it in some places.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, there were some places that they served alcohol instead of grape juice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to refuse then, uh, because God told me no, no alcohol will go across my lips ever again. When He delivered me from alcoholism, when He set me free from alcohol, He said, "No, don't ever put it across your lips again." And I have not ever put that across my lips again. Well, I can't say that. Just twice I did, but neither time did I know it was alcohol <laughs> until I drank it. Father Jay's church. Okay. <laughs> because we were at a church. Yeah. 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 That apologize.
6: was like they had
2: alcohol in some and then juice in others. Cookie, yeah. And so I was like, I just preached and picked up one. And when I drank it, it was alcohol. And I broke down crying and said, God, I have failed you. I have now. It bothered me. It's like I thought for sure that I was condemned to hell now. Because God told me never to do that. And I said, I didn't do it. Sorry, God, can you forgive me? He says, you did nothing wrong. His voice was so loud and so clear. You've done nothing wrong. But I drank alcohol. Did you know it was alcohol? No. Then you didn't drink it intentionally. It was an accident. And it's according to our heart God judges us, not by the actual actions that God judges us. My heart was—I just wanted to do communion, and I just happened to grab the wrong glass, not knowing what it was. (laughs) Okay. The
3: reason I'm laughing because everything we talked about—you know what I mean? You talk, and I know you've been hearing some of our conversations. One thing that you said today is the hardest thing for president to what examine themselves.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: They're more critical, and that's why you asked me. Ask me what do you what, what I think about you? What do you see me? And for, again, you go back. Well, I don't want to say nothing upsetting. See, I'm not being truthful to my friend, mm-hmm. and vice versa. He said, "Well, I would say this to him, but he's already upset." We put conditions on how we act as Christians. Yeah. We put conditions on.
2: Well, we do things out of empathy, a feeling sorry for somebody, and empathy. Okay. When the no, thing yeah, is God. is it doesn't matter how we feel about it, the Bible says, if you see a brother in sin, you must tell them they're in sin so that they can change their ways and be restored.
3: Look how we help each other. I mean, if when you're honest and honest, then y'all being honest with me. I'm like, and I thank God for, for you, and my mom, what would I be?
2: Yeah, you're probably still going down the traditional way. I mean In the streets. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's like but as as we're looking at these things, when we see somebody get fallen in sin, our heart instead of empathy, you know, to feel sorry for them, ours should be one of let me help you up. I don't care what anybody's done. Hmm. Even in that act of drinking the alcohol, I thought I would sinned because God said, never let it come across your lips. He said, it's not about the action that you do, it's about the intent of the heart. Because I could drink the wine not knowing what it was. But God looked at the intent of my heart. I never intended to drink alcohol. It just happened to be where it was at. So God said, you did not sin. We said we sinned. I said I sinned. Satan said I sinned. God said you have not sinned. The intent of your heart is what God looks at, not always the physical act. Sometimes people get into situations because they're in the wrong place, the wrong time. Their heart wasn't to go and do this. But all of a sudden they got put in a position. Okay? If you're out with a group of people... You're going out look for trouble. Well if you're not out there looking for trouble, you're just hanging out with some friends and they go and shoot this guy. Are you are you guilty of murder in God's eyes? Yes. No. But in the man world yes. The man who was there that what he was just hanging out with his friends had no intentions of going to murder. Somebody else shot him or shot a man. That man there that did no actions, had nothing in his heart, is not guilty. But according to man's law, because your you're thing? there, yeah, because he you're probably guilty was by association. Too scared
4: to go say anything because they know they
2: would have shot him. Okay, but the whole thing is, is this is the way God looks at things. God, you know, man can't see into the heart of man. But God can. But God can't. And then why am I why I beat myself up so much? Because Satan said, "I'll oh, go look at that girl." Look at her.
3: I've done that.
2: Okay? And I said, oh, God, I've sinned. Sorry, God. Oh, that. And God said, what have you done wrong? He said, I just had this thought. I said, he goes, Satan gave you a thought. Now, what did you do with the thought? You rejected it. Cast it out. Yep. You've not committed sin. Okay? If somebody comes up and tries to hand you cocaine, here it is. I'm you, I want to hand you some well, cocaine. Tempted, ain't done nothing wrong. You haven't done nothing wrong, and God even says you haven't done nothing wrong. You're being tempted. Now, what did you do? You did the right thing. Said no. Because
4: Jesus was tempted, but he rejected. Exactly. He did not sin.
2: Tempted. Jesus was tempted in all ways. We are. Always that we are. He understands. Never the He's been tempted in every way but never sinned. So when we're tempted, we can't say, hey, you know, as long as we're not going to go dwelling on it and you know stuff like this, then we it's not a sin. Satan comes up and say, "Hey, want a cigarette?" No. Okay, I didn't. I'm not <laughs> sin for taking a cigarette, you know, just because it was offered to me. You know. No. It's not a sin in God's eyes. Man says it is because, "Oh, well, you know, You you this and you that. Uh, Well, man doesn't know everything. Judges don't know everything. They only go based on what people wrote in laws in the book. So we've got to quit condemning ourselves every time Satan tries to say, hey, you know, go do this or do that. And stand up for what the Word says. And you start seeing people that do that. And you see this a lot in young Christians. Man, yeah, you know, all of a sudden Satan flood comes in like a flood. Oh I had this thought. Oh I had that thought. Oh I'm supposed a terrible person. No you're not. What did you do when you get the thought? It made me sick. Or I, I you know I like looked away. It's like then you did what was right. You did not sin, so quit condemning yourself.
1: Oh. Alright, hold your thoughts for just a minute. It's time for our next break. And we're going to hear about some crazy people.
2: So they're talking about you?
1: They are. (laughs)
6: Okay,
2: good.
1: Crazy people by Casting Crowns. We will be right back.
2: Who builds a boat
0: with no clouds in sight? Who walks up to a giant and picks a fight? who turns a lion's den into a petting zoo who can have church in a fiery furnace well i tell you the crazy people trust in jesus following him wherever he leads us I'm seekers walk by faith believers here's the church here's the steeple here's the Long god's crazy people A public school who shares a gospel, even when the world calls them a fool, and who's not afraid to go against the flow will cancel me and call me one of those. Cause I'm one of those crazy people, trust in Jesus. It's the crazy people. I'm one of those crazy people. Crazy people. Who sees the world as a mission field. Crazy. Who talks to Jesus like he's real. People.
3: Crazy people.
1: All right. And welcome back. That was Crazy People by Casting Crowns. And sometimes I feel like a crazy person. Yeah. You know, you, you, you think about it. Yeah, you know, when he starts out, who builds a boat when there's been no rain in the middle of the desert?
2: Noah it was in the middle of the desert? No, that's what, just part of his song. That oh. was part of the song. Okay.
1: So, who would build a boat?
4: Never seen rain.
1: Never seen rain. But he was called Crazy. All the other things that people did throughout the Bible that people said were crazy. And I'm one of those crazy people. John the
3: Baptist, all of them, yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm.
1: if you're wanting to join in our conversation tonight, please give us a call at 214-431-5032. And we've had a faithful conversation going on on Facebook Live. And, um, She's added some more comments. Let's see what else we have. Um, She says, good word, pastor. We are so in tuned to the the world's ways that we have a a hard time doing it God's way. And then her other statement is, if we stand up for what's right God's way, we can make a change.
2: Right, exactly true. You know, understanding who we are in Christ. You know, we. You know, I do not have to uh, follow the things of sin. The Scripture says we are no longer. We, uh, sin has no more dominion, dominion over us. It has no rule over us. We choose to give it rule by giving in to it. That sin, that sin itself can't do anything to us until I accept it and allow it into, allow it to come true in me. Okay? I accept it. We don't have to accept it. If all of a sudden it's like, man, I got I this thing, I, I got to have some drugs. <laughs> no, you don't have to have it. Or well, a drink, or uh, well, yeah. whatever. You know, it's like, I got to have this. Well, your physical body may be saying that, but God says, I am more powerful than that. You don't need it. Follow come and follow me. You know. But people don't want to do oh well I gotta give into my flesh.
3: I got to give this up. I got to give that up.
2: And the thing is, is we're not to give anything up, we're just to give it over to God. Because we can't give it up. If we could, we don't need Jesus. Right? That's right. So you know, but we're we're talking about what has changed? And I'm trying to cover areas here as we're, we're going through this because as we judge fruit, we're going to have our opinions in there and we've got to watch our opinions. Hmm. Well, because he's black, I don't think God can forgive him. Okay, or vice versa. He's white. You know, we don't want a white man in our church. Okay, that's our opinion. God can't use a white man. Okay, that's their opinion. Okay. So there's a lot of opinions that we throw in there, but God says I he can use a donkey, so I don't think he has a problem with color, okay? Unless it's the color of the donkey, whether it's brown, grey, or what? Uh, I know. He doesn't seem to have any particular
1: It doesn't say. Yeah. It just says a
2: donkey. But uh so I mean we're covering some areas here that we have to examine because did this person make a commitment? Okay. And we need to take a look at him with God's eyes instead of with our eyes. You know, Just because he's got tattoos all over his face and up and down his arms and everything else, oh, he must be an evil man. He may be one of God's children that gave his life over to him.
3: Well, you think about these churches being built look like castles. I mean, right here in Texas, right in Fort
6: Worth.
3: Mm-hmm. Been, I mean, people putting thousands thousand people, the community putting money all in it and I'm like, and I have to say okay, God's blessing him and we look at the Christians, we're struggling losing our buildings can't be, I mean we won't stand together but I see these people out on the corner kids and all with the buckets and yet people will bloom, bloom bloom they will dance singing. sing it and, and I, I'm one of those. Lord, what am I doing wrong?
2: No, and, and no, I mean that's, that's true. Yeah, and and, and and we all go through that. You know, we see God. It seems like God's blessing the sinner. Okay, go back to Psalms. It says, you know, uh, I, I can't remember what Psalm it is, but it goes uh, something like this. It says, you know, we see the evil rejoicing. And your people suffering, you know, where's the, you know, basically where's the justice in this? And, you know, they're, they're, they're getting everything and we're not getting anything. That's what I felt. But Satan is blessing his people.
1: Not yeah, that's our where I was God. getting ready to go with that. It's yeah. like, you see these, these people being blessed, but who's blessing them? It's not necessarily they're being blessed by God. I mean,
3: nice buildings. I oh, mean, yeah. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. mean, nice. Oh man. Park, well, it, school.
2: Well, if you look at it, what are they being blessed with? Material things. Okay? Yeah. They're feeding their flesh. Okay? It's not about them growing spiritually. It's about them growing monetarily. Well, see, we're prospering. Now, you're prospering according to man's ideas, but not God. You're spiritually destitute. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes, because God doesn't want us to get so comfortable we don't need him. And that's what people want. They want nice cars, nice houses. Man, if I to- uh $2 billion, I'd buy me a new house and new cars and new boats and take trips. And, uh, but Oh, well, yeah, I'll give 10% to God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? A man,
4: uh, a man one day when I was getting gas said that God wouldn't. We wouldn't want everything to be so wonderful on Earth because then we would never want to die
2: and go to heaven. Well, a lot of people don't. That one of the reasons is, well, I'm going to lose my stuff.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh, they really don't. They want to stay here with their stuff.
2: Yeah, it's like, why do you want to stay on this world? Well, because there's something attracting us to stay on this world. If we really understood the the awesomeness of heaven, it's like, man, shuffle this stuff. If somebody walked up to me and said hey i want i want to take and put you in a mansion right now but you live in a cardboard box nah i'll just stay in the cardboard box i just love it here (laughs) you'll go get in that mansion you're going to take something better right yes but but the, the people don't think of heaven as better
4: yeah there's a song that goes like that i'm gaining much more than i'm leaving behind and he's talking about whatever I leave behind, I've got. I'm gaining so much more.
3: And I know we joke and laugh about. Lord, come now, Lord, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And when I got a phone call that he was in the hospital Friday, she, it hurt my heart. I felt like I know I need to be there for him. And what my comedian buddy said, <laughs> it was time to go. I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, you weren't, you weren't afraid. He said, God would have took me been okay with me and i'm like you you've been talking like that a lot lately like whenever it, happened, it happens
2: because yeah, i know there's something better god only god only takes things away from us that are not good for us so you say well i lost something somebody stole something from me <laughs> okay god uh, gets rid of the things you don't need because i could have lost her. yeah okay God always takes away things you don't need to give to make room for what he wants to bless what you that with. that comment? Okay. And so it's never a loss. It's just a, it's it's just an exchange of things. You know. So, I mean, there's a, there's just so much to the to all this that it's time to sit back and and take a whole new look at this concept you know people say well if you do this you're not saved well if you do that you're not saved or if you do this you are saved and it was like so by what judgment what scripture yeah, so
4: i'm saying that's between me and god but, yeah. you know because he might have had someone do something that might not have seemed right because god works through to the the evil people to make something better happen just like he took um Saul he became paul he told us to uh, kill christians
2: yeah it made him
4: Paul he made took somebody used to kill the christian to to,
2: to tell people, people about yeah. him, yeah so I mean God knows what he's doing because he's already knows the end, so everything he's doing right now is to to meet the good end, and you just need to to go along with it well what if he what if he took away my life? <laughs> uh, number one, I thank you because I want to put up with this earth. It would be sad because, in some aspects, of leaving the family. But even Paul said, "You know, my desire is to be to go and die and go to heaven." But it's it's more prudent for me to stay here and help you. And that's the way Paul looked at it. So all the stuff he went through, being jailed, being Stafford. beaten, Rock, starved, stoned. yeah, stoned, yeah. And, and what if? We, I mean, we have a hard time if. All of a sudden, to push me. Yeah, if all of a sudden, oh, I can't pay my bill. Oh, what are you doing, God? You're not supplying all my needs. Okay, you want to go to jail? Now, I mean, Paul went through hard times. He yeah. had every right to complain. Not cussing, but he went through hell. Okay, <coughs> but we don't think about that. We only think about, oh, it's against my comfort. Oh, I, you know, they took away everything from me. What did they take away? They stole my car. <laughs> if that's your everything, you I feel am sorry much. for you. you okay. <laughs> but as you can see, our thinking, you know, the Scripture says we need to renew our mind. We need to renew it with the Scripture. And if you're not in reading it or, or hearing it, you don't necessarily have to read it, but you can have it played on audio. You can have it played on video where they actually have people acting it. Whatever it takes to get it in your brain that this is who God is. Now, when the enemy comes, you can stand, look, stare him straight in the face say, Get out of here. I don't believe you. You're worthless. Yeah, I was. Now, I'm called the child of the king. And you want to mess with me? You got to mess with daddy. And he don't play. <laughs> okay? When well, I got a gun shoved in my face and said, If you ever talk, you talk about God ever again, I'm going to blow your head off. And I looked at him and I said, I feel sorry for you. And he goes, what? I feel sorry for you. Because you're going to have to answer to God why you killed one of these kids. Wow. And I just looked at him square in the eyes, and he's like, and he puts the gun down. But the point being, that's the Holy Spirit. I was like, I don't care. It's only a gun. Hopefully he doesn't miss and wound me. Okay? If you're going to shoot me, make sure I'm dead, okay But it's like there is no fear. When I dealt with people in witchcraft and things like this, I didn't fear them. You know, God gave me a compassion for them, not empathy, compassion. I didn't feel sorry for them. But I was trying to help them understand there's a God that loves you, and the God you're serving don't love you, okay do you what you want to do if I die, so be it. I go to heaven. If I live, it's going to be a testimony unto you, and that's what it was when well,
3: looking at uh touched by angel man Cindy was watching it. It was a message there: this man was dying, his wife couldn't have, anyway he lost his wife and kids before he did. And he, laid, he questioned God. Mm-hmm. He was angry. And he said, and anyway, he got a message back to God said, you're going to die within a week. The angel told him. Now you want to take my life. And all like, that. He was fu- actually fussing at God. The angel came, Monica, Well, you know. She stood and she said, why are you so angry at God? He took everything from me. So if he had kept you here, Kept Your family here, could you provide for them? He was great. but but she said, But he loved you, you're gonna be with your wife. And in a way, she gave him comfort. And she said, You are more blessed. What he say? Then people, God told him he's gonna die in a week. Some people don't know when they're gonna die. He had, she said, You got four days left to get your things in order. And as he was dying, guess who came to his bedside? His wife and baby. I know it's a movie, but it it gave you—if you just start
2: worrying about what God's taking, look where you're going. Always remember, God doesn't take anything good away from you; He takes away things that are not needed for you. Not necessarily that they're evil to you, but that God has something better planned, and you need to go through these things here for what He's got over here. Even though He took His wife and kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know they're in heaven. Boy, what are you? What are you crying, are you crying about? They're in the best place you can have them. Right in the, you know, protected by God, in a place where there's no suffering. Okay, things like this. And you want them back here on the earth? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, for you to deal with this may help you minister to somebody else down the road. Because you have them, how can you take care of them
3: mm-hmm.
2: if it for God? So, I mean, there's just so much there. People are like, well, God's mean. No, God's not mean. He is, he knows exactly what is needed to be done at the exact time. Because he sees the end. From your beginning, he sees your end. So, he knows what's going to be best for you. He also knows that if you take this route, this route, this route, that it's going to turn out bad. Okay. Some people say, well, I know God doesn't know any of your side routes. Well, then how would, how if God didn't have those side routes there to give you a chance to be tempted not to go there? You know, he's trying us. You know, Satan's tempting us. So, I mean, there's just so much there that you just got to step back and say, you know, it doesn't really matter how I think about these things or what anybody else thinks about God. Well, God's mean. Well, if you he probably is to you cuz you're in sin. You know, he's an angry God. He says he vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. His vengeance will be played out on people if they want to continue going against him.
1: Okay, I'm going to paraphrase what Rochelle put in the um in the comments. She said the devil offered Jesus all the riches of this world but he chose God's word which is 10 times better he says we choose the love of people i'm sorry wait a minute um yeah we choose the love of people but the love of God is a hundred times better so she's right and God is peace love joy and happiness um, and happiness is why I
2: choose God's way. Okay. So that's a good word. Okay. So, yeah, you know, we we just we gotta quit thinking about you know how God is doing all this wrong when He says I only have good planned for you. But He's not doing nothing wrong. Hmm? God is not doing nothing wrong. He isn't. I got only God good. Can't
1: do anything wrong? Yeah. yeah.
2: God, I only have good things planned for you. So whatever we go through are things to prepare us for the good things he has for us. How would we understand what is good if we never see what is evil? That's true. Okay. So there's things that go on. But we understand that if God's all-powerful rules the universe has our life planned for us, why are we arguing with him? (laughs) <laughs> That's why God told me I gotta write a book. So one of these, one of these years, I'll have a book out uh, because He told me I need to write this book. It says, "Can or do you hear me?" Is the title of the book. He's already gave me the title and everything. But it says, "Do you hear me?"
3: That's a good title.
2: Okay, and so I'm supposed to write a book uh, dealing with, are we listening to God? Do you hear me? Yeah. People don't say, "Well, I've never heard God." Well, it, the scripture says, my sheep know my voice. voice. Oh, you mean he actually speaks? Because we know his voice? So God doesn't speak? Well, God doesn't speak to people like he did back then. Really, you just don't listen. <laughs> Get the earplugs out. Okay, Clean the wax out.
3: But, the, the kids that did God ever sleep? I mean my, my yeah. I said, Why do you say that? Because when we say our prayers we go to sleep. And you say we pray to God, but he go to sleep after we say our prayer? He was I laughed, but he was
2: really wonderful He was sincere. Yeah. And you know? it's like it's a question it's like, well, you know, I go to sleep, does God sleep? That, and yeah. but and then you take scripture. No, God is awake all the time. Mm-hmm. He's spirit. He's not like these physical bodies that need yes, sleep. He, but that kids ask
4: that. But there's no no time in in with God in eternity. There's no well, darkness, no. no daytime, no nighttime, no He is longing. the light,
2: and there is no darkness but see, no darkness. But,
3: but what you said, he was he was, Even though I laughed, that bothered him. Yeah, because he yeah. wanted to know.
2: Well, I mean, I got out of the hospital. and My daughter called me and says, "Your grandson thinks you're dead." <laughs> oh, Roger. And she said, no, he's not dead. He's he's okay. He's at home. Yeah, you know, I got home on, on Monday.
1: And this call was on Sunday. So you were still in the hospital.
2: Oh, oh yeah, it was, it was on Sunday.
1: Because I told Grace because, she had to call you.
2: Yeah, it was on Sunday. Because Monday, she, he actually came over. And I talked to him on the phone. And I said, no, I'm alive. I'm right here.
3: He didn't come
2: No. He thought, I, this is his word. He, thought, he said, Grandpa's like Superman, okay? nothing hurts superman he's not as strong as superman <laughs> but nothing can hurt my grandpa it's all right i was like boy okay well, <laughs> you know, okay thank you that's a that's an honor thing okay but he meant it yeah and so he's like i said so i'm not a ghost or anything well ghosts can talk and i was <laughs> like okay i agree yeah, but i I, I am fine He still was not convinced until Monday when I came home. She had to bring him to my house to To see see that I and come up and hug me to know that I'm not a ghost and I'm not dead. That's sweet. Okay, but this is grandpa so much. Yeah. So I mean, we we see these things, and we're just like a child. There's things that, in our mind, it's just not conceivable. Uh, He went in the hospital. It's like well. He's, he's got to be dead. And just like you said, they're they sincere. Their heart so pure. Even
3: though we take all <laughs> oh, he just asked. Yeah, now you really want to know, do mm-hmm. yeah. God sleep? Okay.
1: Well, and I had, I had to be amazed with uh, the youngest granddaughter, Katie. She came over to my house Sunday night or Sunday afternoon with her Aunt Grace. And she looked at me and she very timidly waved at me. And I said, Hello, baby. papa will be home tomorrow. Oh, okay. And she relaxed a little bit with that. I looked at her and I said, And no, Papa's not going to be all wrapped up in bandages like Mama was. Wow. And with that, she was perfectly fine. She went off and she helped yeah. do the...
2: Because she had to see her mom come home after that motorcycle. Uh, sure. uh, yeah. All wrapped up in bandages and, and mm. pain. Um, so...
1: So every every person has their own conception, their own ideas, and especially with children, you can't just blow them off. Yeah,
3: you got to It's what we shown.
1: Yeah, and that's why I told Grace she had to call Roger that night. But if he's sleeping, no, he will be upset with you if you don't right. call yeah, him
2: because, then, then he because would be we needed. By we, those evil thoughts.
1: Yeah, and then I said he needs. That peace,
3: comfort. Yep. Yeah.
2: So I mean, and we need that amongst ourselves too. I mean, just listening, you know, to that, you know, I felt, you know, wow, the the, real, the love from my grandkids for me. Okay, you know, they were really worried about me, but they had to be put at peace, because if not, they would be up all night. They would have to start having bad dreams, things like this. If they don't get the clear message that yes this is true not i think it's true but i actually physically touched him that's why you know people i don't understand why people get upset and say you know doubting thomas you know you had to touch him couldn't just believe by faith we're all that way i mean if we say hey all of a sudden you know if if i died and you you know you see me buried and then it's like the rest says oh i seen roger You're going to be like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then she
1: really is one of those
2: crazy (laughs) people. (laughs) But you wouldn't believe because naturally that's not possible. You'd have to see for yourself. And and Thomas was just saying, I won't believe until I actually can stick my fingers in the holes of his hands. And Jesus made it. He said, and when he showed up, he said, Here I am, Thomas. Once he saw him, he didn't actually need to stick his fingers in anything. But what he's trying to say is, that's not natural. You know, I'm gonna have to touch him to make sure he's real. But when he saw him, he fell to his knees. He didn't have to stick his hand in his side. Jesus said, Go ahead. Here they are. All you need to do is see that in his physical mind, that's not possible. And we have the same thing going on today in our physical minds. We don't think things are possible that God can do. But he's totally able. And we've got to believe in the unbelievable. You know, God does the supernatural. And it's hard for us to get that concept, concept because we're dealing in the flesh. So, I mean, you know, and, and these little kids are all what well, we do the same thing, but we're adults. We don't have to go so dramatic, you know. But we're like, well, he's dead, he's buried, okay, psh, whatever. Well, let's be honest with you. When he asked that
3: about God's sleep, knew you know who else asked that? I mean, I'm I'm like, huh, does God sleep? I'm a dog. No, no, I'm just saying, he's just like... It's we have, like, a mild little kid when it comes to... Because, like, I'm like, okay, Lord, well, how do, how do answer I answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I uh, said, when he asked, I asked. And here, like, Lord, what I tell him? Do you sleep or not? Do you, you know, seven days to
2: sleep?
1: He neither slumbers nor sleeps.
2: <laughs> but this is where you don't have an answer because you haven't read the book. A- amen. And once we have the answers i couldn't have to yeah it's like know. okay i know because right here in the book it says that he doesn't somber or sleep. okay so you know but we don't know so we have to ask does he have to there's nothing wrong with asking yeah. that question well, especially if you don't know
4: <clears throat> in in the beginning in genesis it said god rested but it never said he slept he went to no, sleep you said said he said rested. Rested. Yeah, like thank he, he you, was trying,
2: you. he was trying to tell the people, "It's like I'm resting to show you an example. Just rest, take a day of the week and rest."
1: Okay? Oh wow! Then that goes against what my ne- what our next song is. Oh,
2: what is it?
1: The next song is "Move." Nope. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take that next break. The song is "Move, Keep Moving" by Toby Mac. We will be right back.
0: break day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade when your sun don't shine Shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limousines It's hard to keep believing When they pass you by He'll get you through this Hold on, hold on These are the promises I never will forget I never will forget So hold on, hold on The Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on He'll get you through this Hold on, hold on These are the promises I never will forget I never will forget I know
1: All right, and we are back. That was Move, Keep Moving by Toby Mac. And we're coming down to the last little bit of our show, but there's still time if you would like to give us a call. That number is
3: 214-431-5032.
1: And um, I'm still on Facebook. We've had a good conversation with a uh, listener, watcher, uh, Rochelle Owens, who's yes. been conversing with us and that has been a blessing it's been an encouragement
2: so so as we've been you know like said, it's running down to the towards the end of our show we got how much time left there
1: about 15 minutes about 15
2: minutes so you know we we've been talking about you know can you see what god has done we need to start opening our eyes to see what God has done instead of seeing what people's faults are. Okay, kids, they look at you and it's like, like my grandson. Well, you're Superman. Okay, you're just not quite as strong as he is, but you're Superman. <laughs> nothing can, nothing can, you know, get, kill Papa. No, I was like, okay, I don't know where you got that idea, but you know, but because. You know, well, he's in the hospital. Well, How old was he? Uh ten. Ten, ten years. <laughs> and never seen
3: you in the hospital. Yeah, never. never seen, seen you down. Yeah.
2: Think about it. Yeah, and so that's what they perceive. You Can't know? say that to my kids. <laughs> 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 but, you know. Well, I must agree. I
4: thought you were Superman too. I've never known you to go to the doctor, be sick, or except the time you got burnt. It was the only time I, at, at work, right, in was an, an accident.
2: Yeah, I did. When I got burnt, second degree burns sixteen oh, burn. percent of my yeah, body. Yeah. But yeah. I've never seen
4: him at the doctor for anything, he never goes back. So I kinda thought you were Superman too.
2: And so you you know we we see what we see or don't see tells a lot. But what are we looking for in everybody that's around us? Are we actually looking for the good things in them or are we looking for the bad things in them? What's our heart's attitude? Why do I wanna think one way or the other? You know. And she said something, you know, in the column the
3: way over here. S-s-s- you know, when you see something in yourself, you wanna blame somebody else. Wanna find wrong in you for accepting it in me. Well, if he didn't do this, I wouldn't have done that. Well, he's supposed to be the pastor, so why do I listen? Well, she's supposed to be the pastor's wife, why did they do that? And uh, me and her both laughed in the radio People look to blame other people for their own thing. But with that man in the mirror? Looks at himself. He sees it, but don't want to accept
6: it. Mm-hmm.
3: I'd rather go blame you for my fault. What does he say? Blame you for my wrong... Because you're supposed to be helping me, not me helping you. And the pastor say, that's a selfish person.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not, looking, we're not looking to what God says he wants. He says he wants us... To restore our brother or sister, we're going looking to find fault in our yep. brothers and sisters so we feel better. better. what
4: about your own self. Yeah. what yep. but And when
1: you're trying to put the blame on somebody else and not taking responsibility for your own actions, you can't be forgiven because you won't ask for forgiveness. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's uh, that's made very clear. It's, if you can't forgive someone, there's their trespasses. How will God ever forgive you your trespasses?
3: So I'm pointing.
1: When you're pointing at somebody else and blaming them for what you're doing wrong, you're not taking responsibility for your own actions. You're not you, repenting. You're, you're, therefore you're, you're not. Re- and what he
3: say? Uh, his soul. Uh, what did he say? i God hold me responsible for what I'm doing to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm getting blamed. say something happened to you, God hold me responsible. That blood is on my hands. I'm like, oh, about? that's what I'm going to tell you. If I'm telling you, blaming you for something, that I feel like you make, well, man, man, you be together. Man, it's your fault I done that. I'm still responsible for you. Okay. Yeah,
6: what I'm, I'm trying, saying, I'm trying to figure out
2: okay. where you're going with it. Okay, because with it.
3: there's two he different blood, answers to that. Okay, okay. One of the answers said the guy said the blood's on your hands. If you're not trying to help that brother, you In know, Ezekiel chapter three, tell yes. her, try to restore him. But I'm sitting here condemning you, telling you you
2: none is your fault the way things is. Okay. And,
4: God holds you accountable for yeah.
2: that. well, because you're condemning me, you know. Uh,
1: I, I think you're. Mixing two different thoughts, yes. and I I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. but if he's in sin, mm-hmm. if Rogers in sin, right, and you tell him and he doesn't do anything about it,
2: that's then
1: on that's on him. Right. But if you don't tell him
2: then and I'm he's wrong.
4: doing wrong, and you
2: know, you then
3: know that?
1: you're accountable.
3: That's Okay, that's yeah. what I'm going.
2: Yeah.
4: He went all around it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he meant.
2: So. How? but he he's got a, that's on him though the point being is did you tell him
1: if you see him in There'll sin I'm them
2: judging him no you know, if you see me in sin you need to tell me I'm in sin you're not judging me you're not saying you're going to hell because of it but it's like brother um, you know that's not God's word or you know that's wrong well I'm not listening to you you don't know what you're talking about I'm a pastor you're not so I'm not listening to you well you, the blood's off your hands you tried to help me the it's on my hand if I don't tell you, right? Because what if I don't know about it? I don't see it.
3: And I see it.
2: Mm-hmm. And you see it and you won't tell me about it. And I die in my sin.
3: So that blood is on my hand.
2: Because you should, you know, if I don't know about it and all of a sudden I die and haven't, and didn't repent, if you don't repent for your sins, they're not forgiving you.
4: And God holds it on you instead That's of you. That's kind of hard, though. Because he didn't but, know.
2: But the point being is it shows that we are our brother's keeper. You know, we are to help one another. We see somebody doing something and say, "Hey, you know, that's not right. That's not." That's from not God. judging, though. No, no, you're not saying, "Well, you're going to hell because of that." That's judgment. Okay, <laughs> you're saying that I see you doing this. The Bible says it's wrong. You didn't judge him. The Bible says it's wrong. No, I was, sorry, I was wrong. Okay, I was wrong.
1: But but with what you started with.
2: Like he did if me wrong.
1: You're blaming him
3: for everything I'm going through for what
1: you're doing and what you're going through. But I'm following uh, him.
2: No. But you have you have the choice to follow. You choose to follow.
4: If you know it was wrong, then you should know not to follow him. Yeah. But you but what you're saying is
1: he's the reason I'm in this, this trouble. He's not praying for me. He's leading me astray.
3: Okay, thank you, Lord. You say you're the shepherd of this church. Mm-hmm. I'm following. I'm okay. Well, Lord, you say you put on this flock. Whatever he do must
2: be right. Must be right. Must That's, be right. Must but, are right. You,
1: but are you studying for yourself?
2: Thank you. But the thing is, is God says, my sheep hear my voice. They will not follow another. So if you've been studied, I mean, you're following God. Okay you're following God and if I start leading you to teach you to go do something opposite of what God is that's on you you know God's going to deal with me because I'm willfully sinning I'm purposely leading his people astray okay I have to deal with that but I'm not dealing with I mean I offered it to you what you going to do with it so you're going to follow me or are you going to follow God you make the choice I didn't go and twist your arm and threaten to kill your kids if you didn't do it. <laughs> no. Okay. I had a choice. You, it's either, your choice.
3: Either stick by what you're doing or stick with God and God show me the right way. Exactly.
2: So which one you choose? You know, if you choose to follow me, you get the same consequences I'm going to get. Because but it's happening in the world today, boss. I understand. And real. a lot of people are being led astray. That's why we need to get to a place... That we understand the word so we can give out the right word to people so that they can get out from under the bondage of people that are leading them astray. And they can get back into walking in the, in the light and the newness of Christ.
3: That's so something about that I to hear. This. Okay. So we so, got
2: about, about five minutes about left.
3: About
4: five minutes left.
2: So, what's and
4: that? we're going to go ahead and start our wrap-up. Miss Cindy. I'm just gonna to say to pray and ask God if you're not sure about something like I said, following this person or that thing. Look it up, read it yourself, read it in the Word, and ask God.
3: Examine yourself, and when you do that, be truthful with yourself, and be open for someone to help you see the things that you refuse to see.
2: And there's a there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of good things and there's a lot of people out there doing bad things. You take what's out there and you weigh it against the Bible. Weigh it against what God would do, what God would say. Um, and if it doesn't sound right or you get a conviction in your heart about something they said, study it out. If there's something here you disagreed with during the show, study it out. Okay, Find out for yourself why you have this uneasiness inside you. Okay. Sometimes it might be the Holy Spirit telling you that they're wrong. Or maybe it's the Holy Spirit saying you need to repent. But let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Okay? We want to help you to get to live in the joy of serving God, not in the slavery of serving God. And that's religion. Amen.
1: All right. Again, a good show good discussion very deep intense discussion um what have you seen within your own life since you gave your life to the lord now you may have been a christian for the last 30 minutes you may have been a christian for the last 30 years but are you still growing when andre asked us the question if On a grade between A A to to F, where would you rate yourself? Well, if you're honest with yourself, none of us have attained, I don't feel like, the A rating. Mm, Come on, Because we still (laughs) always have room for improvement. God's still growing us and helping us change. So... But just like I said, examine yourself and see what God's done in your life. So join us again next week on Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here at the beautiful Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. We will see you and talk to you next week. Be blessed and be a blessing. Good night. Good night. Good night.
6: When you close your eyes,
0: do you go back there to a bended knee? And Lord, I need you whisper prayers. Remember the moment you let Jesus in.
6: Would you give it?